You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904. Always is the phone number if you'd like to jump in with us. We're on Tide 100.9. Also now we are on 1230 AM WTBC. So spread that out as you travel. Uh, you can catch that on uh, the AM dial. Yes, there is still AM Radio, the Twitter account at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson. One email address for our show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com and download that Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. If it has to last, it has to be tough withstand the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If our project stands up to Mother's Nature's Best. Be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine, the lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard. Always remember, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Um, hanging in there. Uh, baseball. Uh, Astros won nine to one over the Twins, and the Rangers. Uh, I think it was five to seven. They, they uh, no seven to one. Pardon me over the Orioles uh, today. Uh, the Braves and Phillies continue there, and Philadelphia comp- continue their onslaught. It's at uh, I think it's four oh seven on TBS. Astros and Twins play at six oh seven, and the Diamond, the Diamondbacks and Dodgers. Dodgers are struggling. A little bit um, on TBS will be after the Braves and Phillies game. Um, middle uh, one last night, uh, I think it was thirty-one twenty-three against Louisiana Tech. Coastal Carolina had a twenty-seven twenty-four win over App State and Liberty um, beat Jack State thirty-one to thirteen tonight. Um, Let's see. Uh, tonight, UTIP uh, plays uh, FIU, and Sam Houston plays uh, New Mexico State. A little bit New Mexico State, I believe that's right. And um, a little bit better games tomorrow night, I think. But uh, West Virginia and Houston will play in South uh, SMU and East Carolina. Um, okay, time flies. Mary Lou, Mary Lou Rutten, who... Uh, only about probably remember. I think she won the gold medal in '84. Uh, just doesn't seem like that. She, her daughter, has come out and said that she's at death's door uh, with pneumonia. Uh, so certainly thinking about her, and hopefully that she'll. I think that is news because she was certainly one of the first young ladies to really get the headlines back then. Um. They started the list, of course, of hot seat people, hot seat seat coaches that are having 
Mississippi at, at five. I'm not going to go over all those. That's silly. But, uh, of course, they named Mississippi State and Arkansas as the two in the SEC. And so I don't I don't have any idea. Tom Izzo has come out, blasted the transfer portal, changed it to, you know, to the time, changing all of it, blasting all of it. I don't blame him. He just disgusted with it. Uh, transfer rule is ridiculous. So, anyway, you want more to read that you can, but he's a well-known coach who's really having a hard time with it. So, that's really about all I have. I invite, invite all of you to um, call in about the games this week. Um, time, you know, time is flying. You know, week Week seven of our or our schedule, and we know Alabama and Arkansas are playing, but uh, Florida can get back on the road and get straight. They, they've gone to an idea that they're not getting enough sleep, and so coaches put in a new deal where they get more sleep. So hopefully that will help Florida a little bit against South Carolina. South Carolina's lost, a, I think, a wide receiver um, for this game and maybe for the season, which would hurt them because – Quarterback's pretty good. A&M at Tennessee's probably outside of, well, Auburn and LSU's okay. Missouri's at Kentucky and both of these teams. Missouri came off a tough loss. I, I watched that game, so that's about all I got. All right, the Braves um, had a phenomenal year, uh, but their pitching staff is in a, it's in a, they got problems. Uh, they don't have any starting pitching. They got, uh, Kyle Wright's out, uh, obviously. Um, Charlie Morton, they think he may could be ready if they could get through this, uh, series here. But they're going to Philadelphia, which they, people say is the toughest place to play. Uh, they may throw a rookie tonight. They haven't named their starter, AJ Smith, uh, Shewer, who's, I think 20, 20 years old, uh, has only pitched in five games, uh, with the Braves. Uh, he's one to know. Uh, it's either he or Bryce Elder. Uh, Bryce Elder actually was an all-star. He was 12 and four. And I don't know if they're saving Bryce in case they don't do well tonight, but, uh, or they may have to just have a bullpen game. So a team that's had the incredible record like that gets all the way down here to the end. Uh, when they played the other night, Max Free had a blister on his finger. Uh, you know, if that's on that index finger, that affects every pitch just about that you throw. Uh, Strider did not win game one. So, uh, as good as the Braves have been this year, they hit more home runs than anybody. Their pitching staff, uh, is in trouble and the Phillies are favored, uh, to win, win tonight. Um, just your thoughts about getting this far down the line and then, Man, you gotta have great pitching, uh, when you get to these playoffs. Um, do you see the Braves getting through this thing? They got, they gotta get well, one in Philly to get this thing back to Atlanta. Well, you're right. You gotta have great pitching. It's just like you gotta have great defense and football to win. And you gotta have great, great pitching. You can't let people stay on, on base and you can't wear your pitchers out and your defense has to, has to back up your pitchers. And, uh, and for whatever reason, uh, down through the history of, of baseball, and I kept up with it a lot better when I was younger than I do now, because I was a Cleveland fan, as you know. Um, it's just the short series are dangerous, and I know the short series is World Series and four. I said, my God, all that, but uh, you know they've they've changed it a lot of getting to the World Series. And I, I don't know. Barry knows much more about the Braves than I do. I don't know anything about them, but uh, the short series, for whatever reason. And you get the complaints of, you know, of fans. Why can't we 
and especially if a pitcher goes down or something like that, your hitters generally can can hit enough to to score some, but you've got to have good pitching to, to be successful. Yeah, and the people the complaints about the short series are like it was a Tuesday Wednesday. So, you know, the teams that win the wild card, they throw their best guy on Tuesday. Um, and so if they were to sweep Tuesday, Wednesday, then, then they have two days off to kind of reset. And then when there's a day off between games, so the Braves played on Saturday, then they turn around and play on Monday. Well, they got to face, uh, the team's number one guy <laughs> on Monday, uh, because he's ready to go. Uh, so the, it, you know, those teams, they, they have scrimmages, but it's not the same. So you look at, uh, something like the Orioles were eliminated right there in three games. Now the, uh, Astros did win last night, but the Dodgers, they're down 0-2. Those were the teams, the Braves, those were the teams that were sitting there waiting. Uh, these other teams keep playing. They played early enough. They sweep. They have time to get their pitching staff back in order. So I don't know, uh, what I, I would, Probably like to have it a long series even, but, uh, anyway, the Braves are, they're in a, a tough spot here losing one game and, uh, that Philly crowd, uh, if they have to run this, uh, rookie out there, uh, tonight, uh, AJ Smith Shower, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that, uh, name correctly, but that, that, woo, can you imagine being his parents? That poor kid <laughs> running out there tonight. At Philadelphia, uh, game three. So it should be a, quite an atmosphere. It should be a fun, a fun day. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The game is at 407, uh, tonight. So, uh, did you watch any of the games last night? Uh, I watched some of them. A few of them. I was busy trying to get some things done for the show, but, uh, I, I didn't watch them much. Middle, you know, came back and won. Jacksonville was a little bit over, over, I don't know. Liberty just pretty darn good. Liberty's gotten better as the season's gone on. Not not anything really that really turns you on, particularly. Uh, so, you know, I know West Virginia is going to be on. I think their coaches saved his job. The hot seat was really for him uh, in their league, and he's they've gotten a lot better. I think he's going to make it now. So, um, you know. Wednesday and Thursday and Friday games are okay. Sometimes you catch a really good one, but, uh, um, SEC is, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, um, if Alabama can get by the games that they're supposed to win. And I would just say Arkansas would be a game they're supposed to win. And then they have games against Tennessee the next, next game. And then LSU, those are games that you, Need to win in order to, you need to win all of them, to, but you have a harder time with those two teams probably. And then going to Auburn, it, it's uh, going to be interesting to see if, if, you know, they can, uh, they have a better chance to get to, to Atlanta than we thought to, at the very beginning because I think the A&M game is a turnaround game, but then when you get there and play Georgia, we got a tough game there. So it should be, should be cons- an interesting and, an interesting final. Can, it's hard to believe that now we're talking about week seven. Equus. <laughs> yeah, it goes fast. Uh, real quick, also Brandon Miller uh, played his first. Of course, there's yeah, exhibition games. He did. He did not start. Came off the. They brought him off the bench. Uh, played 22 minutes. Uh, went three of nine from the floor. 0 of four from three. Um, 
had three rebounds, three assists, eight points uh, last night. The Hornets uh, actually lost to the Miami Heat, uh, 113 uh, to 109. Um, Clowney, I think he makes his debut uh, on uh, Monday, so he's there, and he's <laughs> he was saying that. Um, you know, he's never been on his own. You know, when you're at Alabama, yeah, you're on your own, but you got a training table. You go, you get to go eat. He said, I've never had to go shop for my own groceries and cook my own food. I was really, he said, I, I know how to make spaghetti and I know how to boil a hot dog. So he's been, but he did talk to their chef <laughs> there. So these kids like, you know, like him, you know, he grew up in South Carolina. His mama taking care of him. He gets here and, He's got to train it. So now he's getting up. He lives up in Brooklyn and a kid from South Carolina. He's trying to figure out how to make it on his own. Uh, how difficult is that for these kids? They're 20 years old. Very. Uh, to, to just kind of adjust a 82 game well, season, all the adjustments there. Talk about that for a minute. Well, some of them fall in love for a short period of time. So they'll come up here and cook for them. Um, but, uh, it's hard. Off the, off the court is, is difficult. I think. Uh, I think Brandon Miller will have a, a little bit of a struggle as well. Um, you, you just do. You struggle get, getting to where, you know, that you can find yourself on and off the court. You know, you, it affects you a little bit. Your, your practices are quite different. You're maybe not any harder or anything, but uh, there's a lot that goes into into what you do fundamentally and, and for a long time and then trying to, to enjoy yourself and, play professional basketball is it's sometimes it's a wish in your mind that you were back where you were <laughs> you like the money but it it's it becomes a a different lifestyle and you know it takes it takes a little while to to get a different lifestyle and uh, we'll see how that we'll see how they do they're all great players so we'll see yeah herb jones is a guy you know he was in college four years so he was more mature when he got there uh, he was still fighting and clawing to make it. He was second round pick. Uh, now he's, uh, signed a new, I think, $54 million contract. Uh, he played 16 minutes last night. He's been starting, uh, played 11 points, uh, five rebounds. Uh, so Herb Jones, a really, uh, kid from Hale County here, obviously, really mature kid who's, uh, done a really, really nice job, uh, in the NBA. And you got Colin Sexton playing now. So there's a lot of guys, uh, spr- sprinkled out among the NBA and they'll get going here in the next couple of weeks. So I'll take the break. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I had a call from Avery Johnson the other day. He said he was, he was just visiting with me and said, and he'd be on so we can get a hold of Avery. I was kind of waiting until he start to, we got a little bit later into basketball season before I, you know, tried to get any basketball people on. And um, I, I called the Alabama golf coach and tell Tom that last night and couldn't reach him. Uh, so um, we'll see. Yeah, so the basketball teams are all practicing now today. Uh, they're supposed to come down after, I think it's six years, the ruling on Kansas. So there's some people saying they may get a postseason ban today. We'll see what the NCAA uh, decides to do. Uh, with Kansas, but I do think that ruling is supposed to come out. Uh, National today. champions. 
Yeah. So two men in a truck down at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Where it's local, out of town, out of state, at the professional's handling. Give them a call today. 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck. Movers. Who care? Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a pretty nasty wreck reported on Alabama 17 near Bellspur Road. This is just south of Carrollton. Emergency crews are on the scene. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. Carly Russell will make her first court appearance in Hoover later today. She's accused of lying to Hoover police about being kidnapped and falsely reporting a child walking along the interstate 459 in Hoover. A massive search that caught national attention. But Birmingham attorney Edward Merrill told news partner ABC 3340 he expects a plea deal. Russell also can be found liable for the resources used during that search. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today. The chance of some light rain at times this afternoon and tonight. The high today 75, the low tonight 58. Or tomorrow becoming partly sunny, the high 72. Friday, a chance of widely scattered showers, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Well, somebody answer that damn phone. That's 205-342-9904. Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is close to you. When you build, you want to build to last. No other choice other than pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, uh, they got the parade. I think people are going to have to meet at 5. The parade's going away from campus instead of coming towards campus. So I think it'll end. Uh, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. It'll end downtown somewhere, uh, so then people will scatter. I guess it starts at 7, but uh, there's plenty of tickets available. If you go to these uh, ticket websites, Vivid Seat, StubHub, SeatGeek, uh, you can pay about 30 bucks to get you a ticket. Uh, if you get on Facebook, I see uh, a lot of my buddies trying to sell them. Uh, it's an 11 o'clock kick. Dad, do you like the 11 o'clock kick? You know, for Fox, they say that's their main game. They play their main game at 11 o'clock. Now, maybe a lot of those schools are on Eastern time zone, so it's noon uh, where they're playing. But you would think of Alabama as well as they're playing. They're coming home, homecoming. Uh, it would be a tough ticket, but it's probably, other than the Middle Tennessee game right now, the easiest ticket of the year. Does that say anything, or is that just based on the time of the game? I think it's probably the time of the game. You know, guys that way down in South Alabama got to get up, you know, real, real early and fight the traffic. Uh, a lot of times if you're in Alabama, it's according to where Auburn is playing. Of course, Auburn's on the road, but you never you, you have to study traffic. And if you're if you're an Auburn fan, you have to decide if you're living in Florence, how long it's going to take you to get to Auburn for an eleven o'clock game, and you got to fight the Alabama traffic if they were playing at home. So it, it's all according to the, I, I think according to the 
to the other player, other teams that play in your state. If you're in state and uh, out of state, of course, has to get up awfully early to get here for eleven o'clock game. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I players and coaches like to get up and get it over with. You know, the day is a. I, I hated the. I hated a, a late night game in basketball because I wiggled all day long waiting on the game. So the coaches maybe want to get it going and get it over with. And um, I, I didn't know. I, I was. Uh, I had assumed that two thirty was your prime game. So if eleven is your well, prime on game, on Fox now. Uh, CBS, it's two thirty, but Fox they play their prime game uh, normally uh, at two thirty. I'm not yeah. sure what um, they're trying to fight the two thirty game a little bit, you know, as much as they possibly can. Because I tell you, we've got we've had some rollover to where the games, even though we've got shorter games, have rolled over to where you 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 know the other games are ready to start, and, and it becomes a little bit confusing to to people trying to watch both games. Yeah, so I, I'd be curious, uh, people here locally, you know, the hotels, there are no hotels here. And if they are, they're so expensive. So I think you're right. You're trying to come from, uh, far away. I mean, you have to get up so early and you don't really get to enjoy, uh, if you're trying to come to the parade, the parade starts at seven. Uh, so if you're coming from Mobile, I mean, you'd have to leave now, uh, to get up here for the parade. So, uh, it's just, you would think for homecoming, Somehow Alabama could have behind the scenes worked a deal and got it to be at least a night game, a six o'clock game where people could have come in town and enjoyed the campus and all. But the uh, 11 o'clock game makes it very difficult. So I don't know the, what kind of atmosphere you think you'll have in the stadium. That's, that gets me back to my point. You know, this being a, uh, where you're going to have to kind of motivate yourself. Coach has got to make sure these guys understand that Arkansas is much better than their record. The schedule uh, hasn't set up great for them. But every game, they haven't been blown out. So they got to guard against uh, this being a trap game over yeah. there at the, at the Malmore building. Yeah, well, you know, you don't make homecoming to LSU in Tennessee. And the reason you don't, you know, those games are going to be sold out anyway. And uh, it's going to be a fight for tickets if you're coming to homecoming. It's the first time you've been for an LSU-Tennessee game. You can't get tickets. It's a, it's a complaint. So you try to have it for somebody that maybe not quite name-wise quite as big. And, and um, um, I, I think the atmosphere at Alabama is fine. I don't, I don't – it's certainly not going into a hostile – to me, it's not going into a hostile uh, stadium. I think Alabama went into a pretty hostile stadium um, uh, against A&M, and I don't know if uh, Auburn is going into a hostile place or not against LSU. They're down in the dumps over there about the way they've played, um, whether their fans will be. But uh, that, that's big. I, I think Alabama's not as tough a place to play uh, crowd-wise as people might think. Boy, we got to go to Alabama. We dread that. I don't think that's basically true very much it could be a game or two occasionally that happens but i think basically you know the biggest problem you have when you come to alabama is the players alabama has well i think uh you know the fans get excited like when texas is coming down you don't you you don't know uh the outcome bama fans have already decided that they're going to beat arkansas so and it's 11 o'clock game it's too early so the excitement here is not the same yeah. as it'll be. Wow. Uh, now the Tennessee game now is going to be two thirty. So uh, if you're Alabama, you almost hope 
Tennessee knocks off Texas A&M, uh, where when they come in, it'll be a little more fire. Of course, based on off of what happened last year, I think this place will be a little bit more juiced with Tennessee coming in than it is with Arkansas. That's just human nature, correct? Yeah, correct. Um, but the rumor is that uh, I'm not sure Barry with the Cotton Bowl to Sugar Bowl, Alabama's going to be playing <laughs> Oklahoma uh, in one of those two bowls. So that would that will be a. It, of course, Oklahoma's going to have to beat Texas, uh, I guess, in, in the playoff game. So. Uh, All right. Yeah, Captain Ray just sent me the parade route. Captain Ray will be one of the only ones that's up. But the parade will be again at 7 a.m. Uh, and exit Coleman Coliseum parking lot going north on 2nd Avenue, then taking a left on University Boulevard. The parade will end at 21st Avenue at Government Plaza. So if I come all the way out of there and I end down there, how am I getting back to my car at, uh, might have walked back to Coleman? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, do you think this will be a well attended? Captain Ray, you going to pray? Will this be a why? You going to pray? You going to get up and go to pray? That's a little too early for me. No parade for you. Uh, some of those college students that will just be getting in, uh, and they won't be at the game either. Oh, they didn't do that when I was got to be the grand marshal. <laughs> the college kids won't be at the game either because they don't wake up until noon. Uh, so that will not be a great student section in there. So I will go, I'm going to make a prediction, guys, that, uh, Coach Saban will go on a rant at his radio show Thursday night about people getting up and getting in the stadium and supporting this team because uh, I think he's going to anticipate what we're saying, that it's going to be nobody in there. I think, do you predict a rant from Coach? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. And I think, I think um, you know, people realize everybody everybody gets beat every week. It's not supposed to and not supposed to. And, you know, you as – we have said on this show a hundred times, you beat the teams you're supposed to be as far as the record's concerned when you play them. And then you've got to beat the people that, that you know, it's a toss-up if you're going to get somewhere. And the other teams are um, are really good. So, you know, I I, uh, I get so aggravated. Uh, we're going to have a, a media guy on tomorrow. Um, but uh, I get so aggravated the way the media is right stuff. It's just absolutely. You have to understand something. I'm on. I'm off, I'm off on a different subject now. When a guy writes an article, his job at writing an article is to get you to read the article. Well, of course, why else would you write it if you don't? I understand, but, I, but I want to just. I want these people. Some people don't understand that. And how do I get you to read my article? The first way I get you to read my article is to put a headline that makes you question about what I'm going to say. By that I mean it, the the it, it's a either a cutting remark against somebody or it's a it's a headline that, that you want to figure out what he's going to say in the article because of the headline. And so the headlines work real real hard to get you to read their article. And then when they do um you know, to talk about Alabama going out to A and M, you know, flipping around, not playing hard, and all that. I mean, not playing. No, who, to, you keep uh, saying that, but who wrote that? Oh, I, I can't think of the guy's name, but uh, it, it's um, 
you know, they just, and they did it when I was coaching as well. And they just, you just have to understand people, people have a job and that, that job is to write an article. And then their job is to, yes, get you to read it. And how can they get you to read it? Just put the headline there. It'll make you angry or whatever. Well, but they got to be honest about what they seek. Everything can't be chocolate and roses. I mean, you got to, uh, okay. you know, if does the guy, does the guy at Miami deserve a negative article this week? Yeah. Right. Christopher. Well, I, I, I think he deserves an article. Uh, you know, he, he came out and said he certainly made a mistake. I don't, you know, I guess, I guess probably does. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll open the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Are you going to the game this weekend or are you not? If you are, uh, tell us why. If you're not, uh, tell us why. Royal Cleaners, they'll make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off, they got University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Give them a call today for all of your cleaning needs. 205-391-0034 Royal Cleaners. Listen, Tide 100.9 and Tide 1230 AM WTVC, the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a pretty nasty wreck reported on Alabama 17 near Bellspur Road. This is just south of Carrollton. Emergency crews are on the scene. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Built to win. Built for championships. Throws intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Arkansas in an SEC showdown. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Locker Room 205-342-9904. If you'd like to jump in uh, with us this morning, we want to thank Great Southern Wood, Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, real quick, let's look through. We talked about all the undefeated teams. And one of the problems you have if you're in Alabama uh, and even in Georgia, if they were to lose in the championship game, is these undefeated teams are coming from a lot of different conferences now. Uh, we talked about the ACC with three undefeated teams. Oh, yeah. And they don't play each other. So uh, you could have an undefeated team that might not even be in the championship game. They're sitting there undefeated. But I wanted to go through the games of the undefeated teams to see if you think any of these teams will lose. Uh, which ones don't play each other? Uh, Florida Florida State and Louisville, who else? Uh, North Carolina. They don't play each other. So uh, all three could end, you know, end up under. Now, it, the likelihood of them all ending up undefeated is not very good. But this weekend of the undefeated teams, 
George is taking on Vanderbilt, so there's no chance for Georgia to lose there. Uh, the Fox game at 11 is Indiana at Michigan. Indiana is currently 2-3, and 0-2 oh in the Big Ten. Michigan's a 33-and-a-half-point favorite, so no hope there. Uh, the other game, Ohio State, this game's on Peacock. Uh, they are, what, five and oh. They go to Purdue, but Purdue is two and four. Um, so no chance there, right? Uh, Florida State's at home. They're playing Syracuse. And you just saw what North Carolina did to Syracuse. Uh, so no hope there. Penn State plays UMass. No hope there. Here's the game. Uh, Pac 12, Oregon. At Washington, game day will be there. Uh, that'll be an early uh, for game day. That'll still be dark. Uh, what's your thoughts on Oregon, Washington? Somebody will go, uh, will have a defeat after this game, but Washington is a three-point favor against yeah. Oregon Ducks. Well, they call, they're a three-point favor because they're playing at home, basically. I think it's the throw-up game, toss-up game. Um, you know, I, I, I think I'm four and two in my blue plate. You always correct me when I say something about that, but I think you that's are. right. You are. And I, uh, uh, I have been looking, time and I'm, brother, it is a, uh, you know, you, you, you'd like to take, I'd like to take Michigan. Michigan just runs through everybody, but so many cotton picking points, you can't do it. I, I think, uh, I think Washington probably wins the game at home. I think they're evenly matched. Uh, quarterback from Auburn's done awfully well, but uh, I had Washington in, in an earlier game and won with it, and uh, so I think it's I think it's uh, they're going to you know these teams are going we're going to have so many so many teams with one loss that uh, it's a shame that we can't have twelve teams this year uh, because this would be the year for it because we've got you know we've got twelve that could we've got eight to have one loss and uh, you know we make a comment or at least people seem to make the comment that the SEC is not quite as good as it was um, will Georgia and I think Barry thinks them, you know that if Georgia goes undefeated they definitely get in yeah um, undefeated. Um, I just thought maybe with the schedule they might not but because uh, there'll be four un- there'll be four other undefeated teams um, the other undefeated Louisville, uh, they travel to Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's sitting there one and four. Although Louisville's only a seven and a half point favorite, so that might be a game to watch if Louisville, uh, can get knocked off. The other, uh, Southern Cal, who struggled, needed overtime to, to knock off Arizona. Dad, they travel 630. Night game, they travel to Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's favorite in that game. So there's another team that can be knocked off. Can Notre Dame knock off USC uh, this weekend? Well, their coach says that they're better defensively than people want to give them credit for being. Um, he's generally not on the defensive side of the ball at practice, from what I understand. Um, and they give up a lot of points. Uh, I, I, don't, I think it can be a... Notre Dame, maybe Notre Dame's won two games on the last play of the game. And uh, so we'll see. But uh, it's going to be tough for USC to go in there and, and beat them, I would, I would think. But uh, we'll wait and see. All right, here's an interesting game. Miami 
goes to North Carolina. Now, Miami's coming off uh, just a gut-wrenching, I mean gut-wrenching loss to get a chance to go into North Carolina and knock those guys off, knock them from the unbeaten. North Carolina is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The game's on ABC. That might be a blue plate. Blue plate. Which one? So they're North Carolina at home minus three and a half against yeah, Miami. That, that's the one I. That's uh, to be quite honest with you. I, I, so go ahead and say it. That's the one that I have looked at the hardest. It was three. I went. It was three when I looked at it. It's three and a half. And I. Uh, that that's one. I've I've got two, and um, that that's one of the two that I've got. And uh, I I think uh, you know you look at it and. And uh, Miami, and you say to yourself, "Gosh, Miami came in there and beat and um, and beat Texas A&M." Uh, is the is the Miami? And people would, if I picked that, would people are going to say, "Yeah, he picked it because he thinks they're you know because they got beat on whatever they did wrong." Yeah, you know, I don't know if they're going to be up or down. If they're if they're up fighting like they've got a real fighting team, then they'll be up ready to play. If they're down the dumps or what happened. They'll quit. It. They'll quit if they get down seven to nothing. Um, I kind of think they might quit. Uh, I've got one other game that I won't mention right now that uh, to go along with that. But I think that I think that's I think that's a, a good blue play. All right, uh, the SEC games: Georgia Vanderbilt. We talked about Arkansas, obviously coming here, uh, nineteen point underdog. Uh, here's an interesting game: uh, Texas A&M. Uh, who has some hard games left? Four and two. People complaining about Jimbo Fisher. They're playing Tennessee. Tennessee's just quietly hanging out down there. Nobody's really talking yeah. about Tennessee. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even watch Tennessee this week, this year. Uh, Tennessee is a three and a half point favorite. 230 CBS. Your thoughts on that game? I think Tennessee wins. I think they throw it, they'll throw it over that defense. I think a passing game. You have to really be ready for the passing game, and passing game is hard to defend if they do as good jobs they usually do with their stuff. Now, now Florida defended it; they'll wear themselves out looking at the Florida film. But uh, I, I think I think Tennessee covers. The other game that I have looked at and gotten it down to this the other game, Barry, is Illinois and, and Maryland. Um, uh, Maryland played Ohio State's fanny off. I mean, they they play they they led for three quarters in that game, and Maryland is good. Uh, so that that that's an interesting game to me. Illinois is not good, and uh, has not played very well. And Maryland's at home. I just don't know what kind of crowd they'll have. But that that's a game that's kind of interesting to me. I like the. Uh... LSU minus 11 at home yeah. against Auburn. I just yeah. don't know if Auburn, I think they're good defensively. I just don't, I think LSU's going to score uh, though. Can they score? Yeah, I think you're probably right. The only thing that scares me is if you're, if, I think, I think uh, Auburn has fast backs. I think they run real well. They're, I think they have fast backs. If the tackling is not the way it needs to be, uh, and I, Pete Jenkins can't go in there and what maybe, wave any kind of wand, make them better. He, uh, he, he's not. Um, it's a, if you're gambling, and I'm not gambling. I'm just doing this blue plate for the fun. It, it, it's a little bit scary because the other team is not tackled well. And um, the Missouri game, Missouri was, was, a, was the game that certainly was not a ten point game because they scored with a minute to go in the game. But uh, um, you're probably right. I, I would say if you really. Betting your life on it, but the LSU would cover. 
Yeah. All right. Let's get to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline right quick before we get to break and get uh, get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. How are y'all? Okay. You all right? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Oh, I got to stir the pot a little bit. Okay. And uh, I hope y'all don't get mad at me. No, go ahead. Uh, the offense coordinator, Tommy Reese. Okay. Now, Coach pronounced that if he did a good job, that he would be a strong candidate to replace Coach Saban. He won't be. That's over. But that's he over. did say that. That's over. I did say I, I But I also said if. I put that right. word in there. Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. You did. Yeah. But now, my question to, to both of you is, I didn't give him two pops in a high win after the first game or two. Maybe three. But I think he made a pretty strong comeback. Now, not to get the job. No, I'm not saying that. But to to fill out the, 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 the squares, you know, to fill out the squares to get the job, he, he checked one against A&M. I thought they did a great job with Jalen when it was obvious that Jimbo and crew were not going to let you run the ball. Ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt he did. And so, and they said, okay, if you beat us, it's going to be Jalen is going to have to beat us with his arm. And he did. And I wanted, my question to you, Coach, is I think he took a step uh, in showing what he can do, given everything that's happened previously. Now, what do you say? I think you took. I think you took a, a long, big step. You're, you're, I, I, wanna, first, I heard McElroy say this. I know people like to get on McElroy. I don't. I'm know on why. his show all the time. McElroy is good. Uh, we got some, some people that do these shows that they criticize McElroy, and he said uh, when they were going through spring or whatever, when they were trying to decide who's going to be the quarterback, there was not a lot of separation. So they couldn't have three different offenses. So they had to put in one offense that would kind of, you know, fit all three quarterbacks because they didn't know who was going to win the job. All right. So now Jalen has clearly won the job. So now they can start to, as each week, tailor a little bit more towards his skill set, where in the beginning, they didn't know who was going to win it, so they couldn't put in an offense that Ty Simpson or Tyler Buckner couldn't run that Jalen could because the quarterbacks were so different. So I think that may, you know, Tommy Reese now is learning uh, a little bit more about Jalen, what where his strengths, his weaknesses are, and that's what coaching is. You hope to be a little bit better each and every week. That made sense to me because they didn't. I know they didn't know who was going to be the starter, so they had to have one offense in and have all three guys run it. Is that the best offense for Milro? Probably not, uh, but I think he's grown as the season's gone on. Would you agree to that, Tom? I think that's a great assessment. Yeah. I think that is absolutely a great assessment. I think it's accurate. And, um, and we, 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 nobody has told us anything from the inside about that, but we're reading the tea leaves, sort of. And, um, and I read it like that as well. Now that you mentioned, I didn't think of it before, 
Well, think about it. What offense that that Milro could really run and really, uh, you know, for his skills that Ty Simpson and those guys can't run that offense, and he can't run the offense as well uh, a drop back maybe as well as those. But he's the best option. So now they can maybe hopefully keep building a package towards towards his strengths because he's clearly won the job now. Correct. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think everything you said has been uh, spot on. And uh, But I like what Coach said, that he thought that uh, the offensive coordinator made a big step. I agree with that. And uh, towards uh, solidifying himself as far as being able to deal with kids, deal with the talent, put in something that works, and kind of, you know, uh, make the adjustment on the fly, if you would, uh, with, with Jalen uh, like they did for the second half. And and something that blew me away that I was so proud to see for Jalen was when we come out in the second half, you know, he had missed some of those intermediate passes, and others, not me, have pointed this out, and I just agree with what they say. I'm not that smart. But they pointed out that he had missed some of those intermediate passes in the first half, but the second half they come out, they went right back to him, and he moved the team down the freaking field. Hats off to the offensive coordinator. Hats off to Jalen Milrow. Well, one thing that, that happens at Alabama that doesn't happen all the time at other places is that your head coach sits in both meetings. You have your you have your analysts come down from their from their their office with the people that are on the field for the offensive meeting, and you have the head coach in there. If you're if you're at Ole Miss, you don't have the head coach in there. And so when when he gets ready to hire a guy, uh, he hires a person that he feels like he's comfortable with, and and he likes his philosophy, and he knows that he's got to run what coach has been running and add what he can add. And so I think sometimes our fans don't realize because I was I was around it a lot watching them watching them meet, uh, how long they meet, how much they meet, and how many how many mouths and how many thoughts they have in those meetings. And you really come out, if, if you're not against each other, you really come out with a good with good thoughts. And I think I think with a head coach in that meeting, I think it makes a world of difference. That's interesting. Um, that, that's an interesting take on it. And, and there again, I agree with that, But because uh, it, it kind of proof is in the pudding. And... Um, but let me let me uh, throw this out there too. Uh, I think it was Steve Sarkeesian or maybe Lane Kiffin. I don't know which one of the high-powered offense uh, offensive coordinators we've had that if I fail dead in the game, Coach Saban would be able to call the next series of plays on offense. Yeah, Did you hear Lane. that? Yeah, it was Lane Kiffin. Huh? Yeah, it was Lane. Sir? Lane Kiffin. It was Lane? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I knew one of them did, but that, I always, you know, to your point. That he he is involved on both sides of the ball. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Enjoy the show, guys. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. All right, we'll get to break here, uh, and we'll come back and wrap up this hour. We'll open up the phone lines as well, 205-342-9904. Alabama One, looking to purchase a vehicle, your dreams. Go get your loan out at Alabama One. Rates as low as 3.99%. Terms available to 84 months. Get pre-approved. Uh, before you shop, when you go on the dealership lots, you already kind of know what you can spend because they usually try to get you to spend a little more than you're comfortable. Uh, so if you already know your loan, you're good to go. Alabama One also has an auto mall. You can find the car of your dreams right there on the auto mall. Go to www.alabamaone.org. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home 
of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a pretty nasty wreck reported on Alabama 17 near Bellspur Road. This is just south of Carrollton. Emergency crews are on the scene. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Coming up Wednesday on the Gary Harris Show, we got my main man, Matt Coulter, on NASCAR. Also, the Bama football recruiting report, your phone calls, and more on the Gary Harris Show. That's Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 FM and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Football. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today. The chance of some light rain at times this afternoon and tonight. The high today 75, the low tonight 58. Or tomorrow becoming partly sunny, the high 72. Friday a chance of widely scattered showers, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9 and online on Tide100.9.com. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is close to you. Go to the Yellowwood Hotline and get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Hey, good morning. Hope y'all are good today. We're good. Man. Okay. Good. Hey, Barry, I, I, yesterday you made some really good comments that um, I think everybody ought to understand is, is how tough this game's going to be Saturday. It's going to be a tricky game. Arkansas's got a good team and and I'm always cautious about the opponents, but I think the fans need to realize that's going to be a, this going to be a, as, as Coach Wimp Sampson says, a, a booger bear. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> uh, I hope that the guys are ready. Uh, they got Tennessee coming up and it's a, it's a perfect trap game. I think it is too. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't sense the excitement, uh, in town. I'm not saying it should or shouldn't be, but, uh, so I think that could, that can always be a problem. Um, uh, and so hopefully they're not, do you see it could possibly be a trap game? I think Coach Saban obviously knows that and he, uh, he'll do everything possible. And if I trust somebody to have a team ready to play, it's him. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, Brian Kelly and some of those guys don't have their teams ready, but I think Coach will have them ready to go. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think um, I, I can't think of another coach I'd rather have in the box than Coach Saban at this time, but because he's done a hell of a job, really uh, getting this team to where it is right now. Um, it's like we said yesterday; they are what they are. They're mistake prone. They're a little bit undisciplined, but they are five and one right now, and they're in the they're in the hunt until they aren't for a championship. What's your thoughts on what's your thoughts on uh, these undefeated teams? Uh, who, who wins this Oregon uh, Washington game? Well, I think so, so, uh, there are a lot of great teams this year. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know if y'all agree with that or not, but I think there are a lot of really, really good teams, and uh, it's it's gone on fairly deep in the year now. Where we've got a good many guys, the teams that are undefeated, 
I think Washington and Oregon can play. Um, you know, one of the teams that I thought was going to be just this um, unbeatable team was Southern Cal, but they've got major deficiencies on defense, and I think they're going to probably, I think they're going to probably stumble up to this weekend against uh, Notre Dame and South Bend because Notre Dame is probably more physical than they are. Yeah, should be interesting. Uh, who wins this A and M Tennessee game? Yeah, I think we talked about that yesterday too, and and um and I believe, gosh, that's in Knoxville. Ooh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think A and M probably better win it. I think uh, I think I think things are going to get hot for Jimbo if he falters uh, again this year. Yeah, uh, well, don't you? I think they will, but I think that's such a big number on the buyout. I just don't see. I don't. I mean, I know they could do it, but I just don't see them doing it uh, this year. Well, but, it, it can make life miserable for them. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. Um, um, you know, yeah, if Texas I, comes in the league and starts doing better than A and then I think they'll get real serious. Uh, then, uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They sure will, Barry, and that, that's that's right. But look, guys, great show and. Hope, hope everybody has a good, safe day up there. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Philip. All right, we'll go ahead and take this top of the hour break. Uh, we'll get back. We'll get to Justin, find out what's going on down at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Bill Cameron will join us. We'll find out Auburn's been off a week, so uh, maybe they'll be ready for this LSU game. I was calling it, uh, I thought the line was too too low there at 11, but uh, we'll find out what Bill thinks about this LSU-Auburn matchup. You listen to Tide 100.9. Let's see home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a pretty nasty wreck reported on Alabama 17 near Bellspur Road. This is just south of Carrollton. Emergency crews are on the scene. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. It's the Tide 100.9 30K Workday Payday. Win cash every weekday, 8 to 5. Here's this hour's cash code. 462. Again, that's 462. The code is 462. Enter that code now on the Tide 100.9 app. Click on the 30K Payday button and enter the code for a chance to win $30,000. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Allstate Insurance Agent Andrew Knipper. He's my agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Give him a call today, 205-722-9201. Have a great idea. You can go down to uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota today, see Justin. You pick up your car there, and then Justin can help you get insured as well. Uh, we'll get right to the... Uh, Alabama One Hotline. He's out on Skyland Boulevard with Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Justin Troll. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Hey, Justin. 
Man, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? Uh, okay. I didn't get a chance to talk to you last week, Justin. I don't think, well, I guess Dad was coming the next day. How did that go? Oh, it went great. Got him in and out. Got his oil changed, tires rotated, and um, he even told me he's got a customer for me. So he got talked to him yesterday. We really? had to get something sure up on his car, you know, and, and make sure that um, everything's good. You know, he's going, we're hiring him to, um, to, to do all the technology stuff at Tuscaloosa Toyota. So we're on the, we're on the up and up, Barry. There you go. Uh, so he came down there to get his oil changed. So I guess it's a new car, so he probably doesn't need the tire special, uh, right now. But tell us uh, all the great things you guys got going on. You got any cars on the lot to sell over there, Justin? Barry, I'll tell you something. It is, it is absolutely amazing. You know, I've told you about our service department, and this is just something sometimes you just have to see to understand. But, you know, I, I've told, I was telling Wimp the other day, you know, you're running, you're running one, 30 to 170 cars somewhere in between on a normal on just a normal day sometimes it'll exceed that depending on what's going on this tire sale i've never in my life seen so many tires the shop is full of tires you know so you know there's so many people that are ordering tires and this month they're going to do the buy three get one free heck my dad's getting new tires on his tundra um you know i mean it's just it's just the best deal out there right now buy three tires get one for a dollar Right now at Tuscaloosa Toyota, and you can set that service appointment up uh, at TuscaloosaToyota.com, or you can call, set an appointment, however you want to do it. But that tire sale right now is the best thing going. So um, if you're anywhere close to needing tires, that's now's the time. What's the hottest uh, Toyota selling now, uh, Justin? If I want to go out there and get one, is it the Tundra truck, the uh, the new Highlander, the Forerunners? What, what's the hottest the hottest deal going out there right now? Or is there um, they're all great? It's always this this car, the Camry for for mm-hmm. twenty, I think twenty one or twenty two straight years was the number one selling car in the United States. So you're always going to sell Camrys, Rav4s, things like that more you know, in abundance than you do anything else. You know, there there may be deals on other stuff. But right now, the RAV4 is the number one selling car in the United States. It has been the last two years. We're always going to sell a bunch of RAV4s and a bunch of Camrys. But everything on our lot right now, I'm telling you, we've we've got as many cars on our lot right now as we've had in probably, I don't know, going on three years. There's a ton of stuff. Inventory is like it hadn't been in a long time. There's a lot of stuff coming. And I promise you, everything out there is priced to go. It's not priced for what we miraculously hope to get. We're not in love with any of it. We want it gone. So, you know, everything out there right now, we're willing to do whatever it takes to make you happy. Um, trade-ins are still bringing really good money, and then you get the best price. And all of our vehicles come with lifetime warranty. Listen to this. All of our new cars come with four years, 45,000 miles, all your oil changes and tire rotations come with it. So a long time before you ever pay for routine maintenance. All right. Now, Dad loves free stuff. So when he came, did he get anything free? Hat, T-shirt? Uh, any, did he walk out of there with anything free? Yeah. So when he come in, he got his tires rotated and his oil changed, <laughs> and he did not ask him what he paid the lady at the gate when he walked out. <laughs> Zippo. Look, he, he, that's one of the reasons he liked Toyota. He would slip in the service department and slip out real quick and not know anybody anything. And that's just but he that's didn't what get it a was. Shirt or nothing? 
Well, you know, I got to get with Michael Anderson, the producer and advertiser. Yeah. That's his job, responsibility. I walked in there <laughs> the other day, Barry, and we're down to five. We give away shirts. Man, we give away thousands of shirts. I know. I got to talk to him. We're down to five shirts left, so he's got to replenish. Yeah, because Dad likes a free shirt now. He like the, he didn't get – did. I can't believe he didn't get a huggy, a hugger or nothing. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dad, tell him about your experience there at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Oh, it was fine. I, uh, I, I did fine. I, I, uh, enjoyed it. It was quick. They had a lot of people there getting their automobile serviced, but uh, they were, I was in and out pretty quick. So it was, it was good. Nice. Look, the, the 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 thing about it, Barry, is like Wimp asked me that day: is all these people getting service? Yeah, I mean they all set appointments and they all get service. And there's, like I said, there's <clears throat> you know a hundred and some people that come through there every day. Mm. And um, you know, it's it's our service department's really good. Paul Hart and them, they do a great job. Philip in the back, I mean those guys do a really outstanding job. What's the blue plate this week? I don't. I've got it down to two. I don't. I don't know. What, what I'm going to do with it, I'll announce it tomorrow. I'm, I'm not sure yet. Uh, you know what that means, Barry? He's studying hard, and that guy, yeah. he, he's, he's taking his time. He studies it. And when he puts one out there, it's not for show. I mean, he well, I don't it. hit on all of them. They're, they're hard to hit on. He's four and two, uh, Justin. So he's, hey, uh, have y'all have y'all started talking basketball yet? You know, that's right around the corner, and, and yeah. I'm hearing – I'm hearing really, really good things out there at the, um, I was telling Wimp the other day, hearing really good things about Alabama. No, I do like they're playing the scrimmage. Uh, Steve Forbes, actually we need to get Steve Forbes on the show. Uh, he's the head coach at Wake Forest. His wife had a stroke. Uh, and so they're having, uh, Alabama's going to travel to Wake Forest and play. So I need to, we try to try to get, uh, coach Forbes on, but to, to raise money. So, uh, which is a great cause there. But it's right around the That's corner. Awesome. High school basketball, uh, practices start Monday. So, uh, everybody will be busy, uh, with basketball going on. So Justin, maybe we'll get you to come out and watch a game at Northridge this year. Hope to get you out there one. Get you out yeah, I can catch up with my old buddy Ryan Lolly and watch y'all play. I'm there looking forward to it. There you go. Well, Justin, we appreciate you guys out at uh, Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com or swing by Skyland Boulevard. These guys will take great, great care of you. Appreciate you, Justin. Thank you. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. We will. Thank you. There's Justin. We appreciate those guys out at uh Tuscaloosa Toyota. All right, real quick, back to the SEC before we get to Bill uh, Cameron. Uh, we talked about Texas A&M, Tennessee. You feel like Tennessee will handle that? Well, here's a good one. Florida uh, takes on South Carolina. One of South Carolina's receivers is out for the game. South Carolina is a two-point favorite. It's a uh, 2.30 game. If it was a night game, I would definitely tell you South Carolina is going to win. But your thoughts about uh, South Carolina and Florida. On. Well, Florida, Florida's good defensively, but it's, it's the defensively is against the run. And, uh, I would imagine that South Carolina's going to put it in the air more than anybody that they played probably. Um, so I would say, I, I don't know. South Carolina is, is, you know, South Carolina's a mediocre team. Um, they do a good job coaching them. They're playing at home, they ought to have a little bit of a favorite, be a little bit of a favorite. Florida has a big win and then, you know, fall on their face at Kentucky. And they're hard to read. I keep saying that I, I think Napier's a good football coach. He's uh, They've talked about depriving the kids of sleep. I don't know what the, what the deal is there. So 
I guess you got to you got to take South Carolina because they're at home. But it would. I'm not. I'm not betting on the game. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just fall out and faint if Florida won. But I'd yeah. say South Carolina. Yeah, it's probably one of those. It's not a blue palatable game because you just don't no, know. The other it. interesting game for me, other than Auburn LSU, uh, both teams were undefeated last weekend. They both. Coming off losses, Missouri lost at home. Kentucky obviously lost on the road. Uh, Kentucky fans were a little bit down about how they lost. Uh, Coach Stoops tried to talk about, you know, what all he's done there. But Missouri at Kentucky, uh, the loser of this game is probably out of it. They're probably out of the, of it anyway. But Kentucky, a two and a half point favorite. Just your thoughts about that. There is a huge difference in this game. Huge. And that's quarterback. The quarterback in Missouri can play. He can play, brother. Uh, he is very, very good. He's smart. He runs the ball well. He throws the ball well. And I, they played awfully well. Uh, Missouri is a, to me, Missouri is a bad name, good team. I'm scared to play a bad name, good team. Um, I think, I think, I think Missouri wins at home. I don't know what the line well, the has. The game's not at Missouri. It's at Kentucky. Oh, well. Oh, that's right. Kentucky, I should have known that. Um, I don't know. I mean, Kentucky wins this. It's, the, it's there. But Missouri's hard to play. And the quarterback is very, very efficient. Uh, LSU's quarterback the other day against Missouri played well against, well against Missouri. They, they had a time, hard time getting to him on third down. Um, but I guess since it's at Kentucky, it's a, it's a tossed game. I guess you, you lean a little bit towards Kentucky if they can get off. But the quarterback is not a not a good passer. A Davis guy runs it well. Um, so I I would say, Barry, I'd say, you know, I'm always favoring the home team. So I guess Kentucky then. Yeah. All right. We'll take this break. We'll get uh, Bill Cameron. Wayne's Pest Control serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 19. 19- 73. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call to 866-WAYNES-1 and get $60 off your initial pest control service. You list the tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi. Your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Kineca Sausage, a true southern flavor since 1947, and the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Visit online at ConecuhSausage.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Defensive lineman Justin Aboigby was named the SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week for his great performance against Texas A&M. He joined us on Tuesday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR. Man, it's just that continuity. Um, each and every day, you know, we know that during the week, it starts Tuesday and Wednesdays. That's the hardest um, day's preparation for us. And just understand that it starts with us, The how the team goes, how we go. You know, and that's something that we try to do, and that's something we try to build on each and every week. I'll have more in a moment. Favorite jeans, favorite shirt. Got can make a sausage and I'm firing it up. Yeah, everybody knows how to get my grill on. 
smell that flavor up and down the road. It's a little taste of heaven that everybody loves. It's how I get my grill on. Kanaka sausage. It's just a little taste of heaven. Here's more from Justin at Boygbee. Improve those who, you know, who thought that I could be where I could be, right? Improve the ones who didn't think I could do it, you know, prove them wrong. Who are the, some of the most important people around the facility in your rehab process? Uh, I would say um, Jeff Allen, um, Jeremy Giselle, um, Coach Roach, um, UJ Johnson, people that I spent time with during my um, recovery and coming back process. Um, um, having them to go along with me, um, getting me to this point was very pivotal on my road to recovery. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Connecticut Sausage. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. You can win. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today. The chance of some light rain at times this afternoon and tonight. The high today 75, the low tonight 58. Or tomorrow becoming partly sunny, the high 72. Friday, a chance of widely scattered showers, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. He's with ESPN 106.7 The Drive down in Auburn, Opelika. Uh, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, joins us every uh, Wednesday, Bill Cameron. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Bill. Hey, doing doing pretty well. Actually, uh, uh, hoping we might get a little rain down here. It's been awful dry. Dry, yeah. Uh, I'm actually heading out of town today, so I hope the rain kind of stays away. But uh, tell us, uh, what did Auburn do on their off week? They travel over to Baton Rouge uh, to place, I guess it's a night game, so it'll be uh, electric over there. Uh, just talk about the off week and uh, maybe the improvement you hope to see from Auburn against uh, LSU this weekend. Yeah, they better be improved offensively because because that LSU offense is going to score some points, and, and uh, I know that Auburn's defense has played pretty well, but uh, that that is that is probably the most explosive offense. I don't well, it's no probably they're the most explosive offense in the SEC. So quite the challenge. What Auburn mainly tried to do last week is get some guys healthy. They've had an awful lot of guys banged up. Uh, it was good yesterday at practice to see. Jalen Simpson uh, back out there. That was a huge loss for Auburn there in the second half. Not to have him, he'd done a really good job against Brock Bowers till he went out. Uh, so, so he was back at practice yesterday. Uh, Javarius Johnson, who didn't play at all against Georgia, played very little against A and M, uh, and probably the most steady receiver that Auburn has was back at practice. So uh, those are a couple of guys that are really be good to have back. Hopefully some of the other guys that were banged up are back. Auburn will, you know, Auburn's still going to be without Keontae Scott and Austin Keys uh, starting safety and, and linebacker that have been out for a while. Uh, Keys was working a little bit, but he has a broken thumb. And it's one of those deals where they don't want to put a, just a club or something on there because, uh, it, it's uh, it's a little more sensitive than that, but hopefully he'll be back in a couple of weeks. But they're not going to have him, so that's really that was the biggest thing. Damari Alston, the running back, 
was practicing, but in a no-contact jersey. So I don't know if he'll be back um, either. So it's going to be going to be very important for Jarquez Hunter to be the Jarquez Hunter that Auburn had been looking for all year. He really hasn't, you know, appeared to be full speed all season long, and they're going to need to be able to run the ball to try to keep the ball away from LSU Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. I think your backs. I think your backs are fast, and I think it, it, it'll cause LSU some problems in tackling. Uh, I guess they've gotten better. Um, what, what's the what's the most most things that they at Auburn you think learned from this blow up against blowout? What are you going to say? against Georgia. Did, did they learn anything at all about their team? Well, yeah, I think they, uh, they 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 really feel that they're going to be able to run the ball against most people. I mean, running it for 219 yards or whatever they had against Georgia, they feel like that is definitely their strength. And, and uh, Peyton Thorne actually handled himself better. Now we'll see on the road. He has struggled in his two games on the road. But they've got to find receivers that can go up and, and make plays when the ball is... You know, when it's up for grabs, they've, they've got to have receivers that are coming down with the ball. So, um, that's, that's one of the things they worked on. They only practiced hard, I think, two days last week, Tuesday and Wednesday. They had a light practice on Thursday, trying to get everybody healthy. Spent a lot of time with the younger players. Um, you know, we, we haven't seen that much of Caleb Burton, the, uh, the receiver who transferred in from Ohio State, who is a redshirt freshman, and he'd, he'd been sort of banged up as well. So that's the key for them is just being healthy. And, and this is, uh, this is LSU's seventh straight game, and this will be their fifth straight SEC game. So, you know, Auburn, Auburn hoping that maybe their legs are a little bit fresher than LSU's as they, they go down to Baton Rouge. Have you been surprised with LSU's defense? Obviously, their offense yes. is electric. But I, even in the Miami game, their defensive line, to me, looks so good. And they've just, you keep thinking they're going to get it together. And there's just no change there for Ole Miss to put 55 uh, points on these guys. You, you think they'll play better at home with their crowd and all that. But just your thoughts about what's going on with LSU's defense. Yeah, it, it is a, a real puzzle as to what's happening with them because they've got talent. I mean, there's no question they have two or three of the best athletes that you're ever going to see with, with Harold Perkins. They really, they still, you know, he's not having the kind of year that anybody thought. You thought, you know, he's the guy that's going to just have a sack or two every single ball game. They can't seem to decide whether he's a linebacker, he's a rush end, or or what right now. Um, Mason Smith is, is a guy that looks like he should be a dominant defensive lineman and just be a disruptor. Um, Kai Wingo, they, they, they have talent all over that defense. The pressure is really on Matt House, the defensive coordinator. Man, is he under fire, and, and it's it's hard to argue with the the feelings of a lot of LSU fans. They're going, there's no excuse for them to be playing this poorly. It looks, a lot of the times when you watch LSU, it just looks like 11 guys that don't have any idea where they should be out there defensively. They're giving up way too many big plays, and they're giving it up on the ground. They're giving it up through the air. So that's something Auburn, you know, Auburn's hoping LSU who doesn't have it figured out because, you know, Auburn may need a little help from LSU to stay in this game. 
they said Hugh Freeze and staff, uh, that Hugh Freeze had the staff call every parent on the team uh, during the off week and there was any issues that they needed dealt with. He got on the phone with each parent that, that you know, if they didn't have any problem. And that was, mm-hmm. that was I've never heard of that. So this, cool. this guy's a worker, uh, you know, to do that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, just your thoughts about that. And uh, I think it really shows that. Hugh Freeze really cares to me. I, I don't know. Just your thoughts about it. No, I, I thought that was a very good idea. I mean, these days, and we've talked about it, and I know you guys, uh, you know, we, we've talked about it uh, on, on your show, having to re-recruit your own players all the time. Hugh's talked about, you know, he'd love to be able to just think that he's going to go out and recruit and going to develop and have players, you know, ready in a year or two, things like that. The ones that aren't ready right now are ready in a year or two. But that's just not the way it is because so many players are, you know, hearing, you know, getting in uh, people talking in their ear saying, go somewhere else and you could be playing right now if you're not playing. So that makes a lot of sense talking to having the position coaches talk to all the players. And he said, yes, the ones that they said, hey, coach, you need to talk to them. He would talk to their families. And, and he was saying that most of it is, you know, about playing time, but he got some really good feedback. I think that's a very smart idea because you, you want to have your finger on the pulse of those guys and, and have an idea if some are happy, you know, is it, is it going to be, well, okay, well, I can find somebody that can easily replace them or, boy, I need to work on, on keeping them around. Dad, you were saying, oh, like, what? Are you shocked that he did that? Oh, that's, that, that, that's a, that's a big job because, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, I don't think it's, uh, it may be a smart thing to do. I, I'm not sure that it is. I, I mean, I know both of you guys think it's great. I, I, that, that's a booger bear. <laughs> well, that's why you got a big, that's why you got a big staff. You've got so many folks now that yeah, you're right. everybody, everybody can touch base. He the head coach called him. Oh, no, no, no. No, he said he just called the ones that the assistants or the analysts had said, I think the assistants, the position coaches, when the position coaches would come back and go, yeah, we've got one or two here that, uh, that we've got a concern with and that he'd get with those. So didn't sound like he talked to, you know, too many of them. Say he talked to 10 or 12. That, okay. that wouldn't be overwhelming. No, that's okay. or more? I yeah, that's eager. I thought you meant no. he called them all. Let's change the subject just for the heck of it. Have you ever seen in your life the way Gus Malzahn is getting beat? Golly, I, no, I, I really he signed a, he signed a, a new contract. Did he bring, did he take a, a defensive guy with him from Auburn? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got a couple of guys yeah, down there. there. I mean, no, you're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. But I mean, uh, yeah, he got that five year extension the week after they blew a 28 point fourth quarter lead. Then they gave up 50 something last week. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. I never seen anything like that. I hope, not he, I hope he signed it. He, he didn't wait. Did oh, I, they announced it. So I would guess that he's, I guess he signed it. I think he signed that thing in a hurry. <laughs> they won't have enough of his games to start a fight. I'm telling you about that. If he, cause if you're losing down there, they, 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 they go fishing uh i I know that's not part of our talk with you today but it's oh no no you're absolutely right i thought they'd be a whole lot more competitive i thought they were ready this year you know they've got their they got a lot of guys back uh, an awful lot of guys back so i i thought they'd be a whole lot better um we had a guy tell us yesterday who was it that we were talking to that said that 
they didn't think the NIL was going that well at all. Oh, it was Kevin Skarbinski. They've had to change a couple that of different true. times. That's not true, is it, Bill? No, crap, no. I think right now they're in pretty good shape. They they did. <laughs> they, you know, they had, uh, before they were, they had that on to victory. Uh, I think they were, they weren't quite getting what they had. I think they've gotten, the big folks have stepped up. They're still trying to convince. I think everybody's trying to figure ways to get just the, um, the, the average fans, the ones that aren't uh, the top donors, well, to try to contribute. That's why they're coming up with their $34 a month or, you know, whatever type ideas like that. That I think that's the concern from most of the uh, collectives, I guess, if you will, around the country. Well, you he- you've heard my land-grant story, haven't you? No, I don't think so. Okay, all land-grant colleges love their school more than the other school, the state colleges. Clemson, Auburn, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State. I, I, I don't uh, I don't see anything wrong. No, I, I don't argue with, with that, Wimp. I think you may be right. I, I don't know why it is that they do. They do. They'll give you, they'll, they'll, they'll reach in pocket. They'll find something. A&M loves their school. Barry was out there. Auburn, Clemson, um, Barry's son-in-law is follow up stuff Oklahoma State's the same cotton picking way. Those those mm-hmm. those land grants yeah, I don't really know why about it, that, but I think it, you're right. Yeah, it's it's big. What did you think about uh Coach Stoops on the radio uh show Monday uh talking about uh <laughs> they questioned him a little bit. He was kind of sensitive. Uh he wanted to tell everybody how great he's done, which he's done good. And I think he's maximized the Kentucky job, but he talked about Georgia buys really good players and he needs Kentucky people to step up so they can buy good players. Uh eh, I didn't like that coming after a loss. It almost I mean I understand Georgia's got better players and they probably bought more than you did as well, but it almost comes across as I don't know, crying a little bit maybe. Yeah, it comes across as it's not fair because Georgia has more money or so. I don't know that I don't know that Georgia has Kentucky fan I think I know Kentucky is the basketball school, but I I don't think Kentucky is uh is hurting that much. Look, Georgia is Georgia's just a it's a better football school. It's a bigger name. I mean, they're gonna recruit uh they recruited before NIL, they're going to recruit. Uh, they, they're going to continue to recruit with NIL. As a matter of fact, I've heard some heard some Georgia people saying that, that they don't have quite the money they'd like to have, but winning a couple of national championships is helping for now. But if they don't win a national championship, they're worried they're going to need more. Mark, not too happy uh, after that spanking. Man, that was just a, an absolute blasting by Georgia this past week, and and uh, you know he's. Uh, it, it's tough. It's tough when your pride uh, takes a hit like that. You've, you know, you want to say, well, it's not fair, but you know, life isn't fair. But uh, I was, I was more. I, I thought, I thought, uh, I was more intrigued by his comment when, when the reporter said he's only beaten two teams that had winning records in conference play, and he said, I think you're wrong. And it's like, well, it turns out, no, he was right. Yeah, the guy. Gave, came back and gave him the facts, uh, but he can only beat the teams on the schedule. So um, that's true. What is it about certain people? Like I think Charles Barkley is like this—a guy that can say anything 
and get away with it. Uh, Dad's a little bit like that. Uh, Bruce Pearl, he's pretty out there now with his politics and all. Oh yeah. That. Um, but he seems like he gets away with it. Uh, are the Auburn people okay with him being out there, uh, you know, spewing his thoughts on? Uh, most, most, most are, and maybe it's because a lot just don't pay any attention to anything else other than the sport. Um, that 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 may be part of it. But once you are. Once you have, have reached that status where you're a beloved either coach or former player or something like that, then, you know, the, the folks who saw you do things that, that maybe nobody else had done or are very rarely done are going to tolerate that a whole lot. I mean, they'll just go, Oh, that's just so and so being so and so. Uh, but, but wait till he gets back on the court or on the field, you know, that type thing or, or, but he does a great job of representing us other than that. So I guess that's just sort of human nature. I mean, you let things slide if, if, uh, if it's somebody who has become either an idol or a favorite. Yeah. I don't know. He just, uh, I don't know. He, he's, he's out there. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah. He doesn't mind. I mean, yeah. No doubt. That, um, baseball, anything in baseball at, at Auburn that, uh, I know they've got some new pitching coaches, I think. Um, yeah. Anything baseball wise that you can talk to our listeners about? Uh, no, I mean, they're going through the, they're going through fall and, uh, the, the good news thus far is Joseph Gonzalez is, is really looking good. They're, they're really, you know, uh, hoping that, that he can come back, give them a healthy year because they went, had one start last year. They've got a few upperclassmen coming back. Uh, I think they, they, they really like, I've, I've only had a chance to see them one time. You, you have a crazy time watching around all that construction. They're doing the, all the, the area behind home plate, that field level suites behind home plate. So there's a, a fence out about where home plate is and they're playing with a fence right behind the catcher. So I mean, now there's no foul territory, but I mean, it's crazy. There's drills and hammering and all kinds of things going on while they're, while they're taking practice, but it's going to look great when they get done. But I know Butch is, is really, uh, he's really up beat on this team with the combination of some of the uh, the new guys that come in that have really been swinging the bat well. They've got a lot of depth on the staff this year. I know they'll have to sort of reboot because quite a few of those guys will be gone next year. But uh, I think he feels like that if they can stay healthy, they've got a chance to make a pretty good run this year. John Cohen sort of gotten out of the way, and in the, you know don't hear much about him. I know that I'm sure they hear a lot about him right now. Oh yeah, he's always around, but uh, but but you're you're right. I mean, uh, there's there's well, there's right now there's not an awful lot for people oh, to be going. Hey, what's going on? What's the matter with so and so? You know, that's that's good time for ads when they don't have to be getting those questions. Yeah. All right, uh, Auburn basketball. When do they get started? Uh, how how's practice is going there? Practice is going fine. I guess we're three weeks away from the from the opener against uh, Baylor out in South Dakota. So uh, that that's going to be a, an interesting one to get started. Talking with Andy Bertram yesterday, who was on uh, on with me. It's funny. Andy and I used to co-host a show at at another place before. So it's like uh, it's great great having him back in um, to sort of co-host there once a week. But yeah, he was he's he, uh, really excited. The depth again, the depth of this team is uh, really, really fun. And Bruce still lamenting the lack of defense. But the good on the flip side, the good thing is these guys are really shooting it well. They've scrimmaged a couple of times, and they really have been shooting it well. Bruce just wants to know, is it because there's nobody ever covering them? Well, but but I, I, don't think, I don't think guys get a lot of playing time for Bruce unless they work on their defense. So uh, I, I'd rather be hearing how well they're shooting than 
than uh, you know him him lauding the defense and looking for somebody that can hit a shot. Yeah. Well, a good thing about it is he won't foul at all because Sonny's the way he calls the game. They all they all never foul. Of course they do. Have you ever listened to Sonny? On oh radio? my, he's I told he's awful. It's awful. I mean, you talk about a Homer bill. Summer, oh, summer. he is. Uh, and 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 yeah. the Auburn fans love the Auburn fans love it. I mean, you know, oh, let's yeah. face it. That they, the next time they foul, we need to raise a flag. I'll tell you what, no, Chris Stewart and Brian Pathig are also homers. They are homers. I guess it's baby bad. It's hard. It's hard not to be. I mean, it's really hard not to be when you're doing it on a on a regular basis. I mean, I used to try, and it's like. You know, they fussed at me because I wasn't Homer enough. So, yeah. um, so no, nah, it's 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 fun. And the thing is, what you listen for, Sonny, is how he's going to describe how bad the official is the next oh, time. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys don't know you're too young, but uh, Coach Bryant moved a guy out that was calling games because he wasn't enough Homer. <laughs> I, I I know exactly what you're Coach talking Bryant, about. Coach Bryant did that. That shocked the crap out of me. Hmm. All right, Bill, tell everybody where they can find you. Get all your great stuff. You're the best. Yeah, we're previewing, obviously, Auburn, LSU, and everybody else um, on the, the drive every day, 4 to 6, on ESPN 106.7. You can check us online, ESPNAU.com, or go to RadioAlabama.net, listen live, or uh, check us later on the podcast. Are you surprised that line's only 11 with as much as, as high as LSU can score? You think Auburn can go down there and get, you know, 25, 30 points on LSU? They, they're gonna need to score, yeah, they're gonna need to score somewhere in the mid-twenties to try to keep it there, but I wouldn't be shocked, guy. LSU's given up 30 or more four times already this year. And, and this is, you know, with an open date, with this much time, you would hope that they've tried, that maybe they found a couple of things else that they can do and do well and stick with them. And like I said, LSU's on their seventh straight game. So, yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, I wouldn't be putting anything on it though. Yeah. Thank no. you, Bill. Don't you worry. Oh, no. <laughs> Have a great week. Right, Thank Bill you. Cameron. All right. Uh, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover. And hey. Well, we usually say this every day after, after our second guest. And, uh, uh, it's a, it's a good time to say it. Uh, if you have an injury and the injury is, wasn't necessary. If you have a wreck, if you have some problems in the on, on the highway or at, at, in the neighborhood, or hopefully we're not with kin folks, but maybe so, and you need some advice, and that's what you're trying to get is some advice and where to go with it, then you call Prince Clover and Hayes at three four five one two three four. They'll visit with you on the telephone, and you'll explain everything it needs. This is exactly the way it goes, and you'll explain exactly what went on and what you think. Uh, they'll invite you to come by 701 Rice Mine Road, and they will sit down with you and visit with you and discuss it in more detail. And then if you decide to go on with it, they will represent you in the very best way possible. They are attorneys. They are attorneys. And that, that's big. And not just goobers that don't know what they're doing. Three four five one two three four. Prince Glover and Hayes. Goobers? Yeah. You call them a goober. Well. Some, some attorneys are goobers. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, some coaches are goobers as well. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we're still monitoring that wreck on Alabama 17 just south of Carrollton. Apparently, it is pretty serious. They're saying now it'll be 9 o'clock before it's cleaned up. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Now get instant savings from Townsend Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Hi. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside Locker Room. Tuscaloosa Toyota. We talked with Justin at the beginning of the hour. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. We talked about that great special. Buy three tires. Get one for a dollar. Uh, you go to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com to schedule a service. Uh, look at all the great vehicles on the lot, the new, the used, uh, the pre-owned. Uh, great people at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Get by there today and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, that leads me. Do you, do you want your <laughs> – some guy just emailed me. And said that I knocked, uh, not even say I knocked it. He said that, uh, what did he say exactly? Uh, amen on Chris Stewart being a homer. And I'm not criticizing Chris. I actually kind of, I guess if I got a guy calling, if I'm an Alabama coach and I got a guy calling Alabama sports, I want him to be pro Alabama. Do you want your radio guy dad to be a homer? I think, I don't, I think they're not, not bad. I just think he, I think that, um, you know they need to see they need to say favorable things about their team in a roundabout way. I, I know I'm, I'm not really going to call the guy's name. I can remember the person that Coach Bryant uh, they said got disgusted with with him not being a, uh, quite positive enough against the university and moved him on. Um, he, he worked a long time in Tuscaloosa when I was there. I think it's uh, I think Sonny overdoes it. Um, I, I just do. Um, and I think, I, I think you need to say something positive about your team when they're playing hard or, you know, I don't know that you need to say too much negative. You know, there, uh, is, there's a fine line there somewhere that I can't, what the, what the gentleman say that text you? What you said that I was right about Chris Stewart being a homer. Uh, okay. You know, uh, if you listen to Chris, every call, it's like Sonny, a different way of doing it. Okay, I, every I don't, every okay. call <laughs> that goes against Alabama, he is uh, complaining. And I love Chris. I'm not criticizing Chris at all. And Brian's like that. And they're just pro-Alabama. So they, they see... Yeah. They see it as a fan. Every call, uh, should be an Alabama player. Gary Harris a little bit like that. Gary loves Alabama and he, it hurt his heart to pick, uh, yeah. Texas A&M. I think you, you could, there's not any doubt you can overdo it. You can do, overdo anything. And, and, and the one thing you have to understand is whoever is on the radio, uh, and does whatever they do. I think, I think, um, the people that, that don't like, uh, What's his name that does the CBS, the color guy? Gary Danielson. He is ter- he's terrific. The one thing about Gary Danielson for me is he tells me what happens and explains it to me. And he's always right. Uh, but the problem with our listeners is that if he says one little thing against Alabama, they go crazy. And they criticize him because of what he said against Alabama. And um, I think Gary Danielson's the best. I'd rather listen to him because I, I, cause sometimes I'm not sure why the penalty occurred. 
and he's pretty darn good at it. That's just me. I think, Greg, I think Greg McElroy's good. Do you? Yeah, Greg, Greg, I'm on Greg's show every morning, and, and not every morning, every Thursday, and uh, Greg is a uh, is a very smart person. He's smart. He's uh, a little bit overbearing sometimes. A little bit when you know when he when he criticizes things. And being a former quarterback is always a comparison there. But uh, their show is good, and he he is you know he does a good job of he does a good job on television. I, I think he's better on television than he is on the radio. I think his, his, his when he's calling a game, I think he's really good. Yeah, um, yeah I think he, he gives you some insight as to what could. What might happen uh, during the game? So, uh, you know, it, it, but here's the problem you have is just what I got through saying. There'll be, there'll be a lot of people that be totally disagree, but it, it's just all according. I, you know, I, the, this guy that does it with uh, Sunday night football, uh, or, uh, I don't know what night it is, Monday, Sunday, Monday, I just, uh, the, the, the end, the, the wide out. He is very good, boy. Uh, so I, I don't know. You just people people are just not going to be pleased when you come out with something public. Uh, you say something publicly, and that's what they're doing. They're saying they're trying to call the game the best they can. It takes a lot of work to go in and know. A lot of times, you know, the players by number and so forth. You have a spotter there with you that helps you, and a spotter is important to you. But uh, what you say verbally about about somebody, you know, is 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 taken the wrong way a lot of times. Yeah. I was talking about, you know, these guys that are calling, uh, you know, TV, they're, they're, they're neutral, but a guy that's calling an Alabama radio, he's Alabama, uh, you know, and Sonny's like that. Sonny, every, they never got a call right against Auburn when Sonny Smith. I've never seen anything like it. uh, And I'm always kidding about it, but it is. It's beyond kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll take this last break and then we'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we're still monitoring that wreck on Alabama 17 just south of Carrollton. Apparently, it is pretty serious. They're saying now it'll be 9 o'clock before it's cleaned up. If you see other conditions, just give me a call. Now get instant savings from towns and Nissan up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join us for a hump day edition of the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports as we turn the conversation to look inside the playbook. We'll also have a little I want to see more of that. And we'll have the Harvest Church Christian Moment of the Week with Scotty Hollins. Those conversations and more right here on your home for Alabama sports. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Hey! Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today. The chance of some light rain at times this afternoon and tonight. The high today 75, the low tonight 58. Or tomorrow becoming partly sunny, the high 72. Friday a chance of widely scattered showers, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanders and breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. 
back to Inside the Locker. Tomorrow's show, we'll have uh, J.C. Sherbert to join us at 7.30. I always, always enjoy having J.C. Then Gentry Estes. We haven't had Gentry on in a while, but uh, we'll talk Gentry. We'll talk about that Tennessee uh, Texas A&M game and just kind of find out what Vanderbilt, is there anything Vanderbilt can do to compete with these teams in the SEC? I think they could do it in basketball. They can obviously do it in baseball. They have advantages there uh, in baseball. Well, football is just tough for Vanderbilt. They're taking on Georgia this weekend. They're 31-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Uh, so I, there'll be probably more Georgia people this game than there will be uh, Vanderbilt, correct? Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Team Vanderbilt is really struggling, Barry. Yeah. And I, the NIL is—I don't know what the NIL has killed them too. They're just not going to be able. They're not going to have doctors buy players. <laughs> it just comes down to that. I don't think. Yeah, you would think they got a lot of rich people there, but it's just, it's so hard to uh, get into school at Vanderbilt as well. So that limits your pool as well. So they they could probably recruit national, but they're not going to be able to get uh, enough guys to be able. Yeah, to you're 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 dead right. There. You see, it limits it limits your transfer pool. Yeah, people can't transfer to Vanderbilt because they 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 stick it not stick it to you, but they go through every little thing in order to get you in school. And uh, other other places they don't do it that way. And Vanderbilt's got it. From, got Vanderbilt's got it from not only the NIL money, which they shouldn't have, but they do. And they also have it from, you know, from from the cotton picking transfer rule. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, and then when you bring. Texas and Oklahoma into the league. It's going to be so hard now to even get to uh, Atlanta. You know, only two of these 16 teams you're bringing in two really good teams uh, there as well. So it's going to make it that much more difficult. But the good thing is, you know, going to 12 teams in the playoff, you know, gives you a little bit better chance. It's probably easier to make the 12 team playoff than it is to make the SEC championships. <laughs> so, uh, if you get the 12 team playoff, you can win the national championship, but it's be harder to win the SEC than it will be the well, national championship. The problem, the problem that you have, Barry, is that, and, and I know we can, I guess I'm on the coach's side occasionally. I try to be, is that when you, when you end up being, at the bottom of the league, in a 16-team league, uh, you know, at the bottom, next to the bottom, and, and two up from the bottom, they fire you. Yeah. They fire you. And, they fire uh, you. But uh, yeah. now those contracts are so big, even the average coaches in the SEC are making five, six million a year. All right, that's it for today's show. We've got to here make way for the Gary Harris Show. We want to thank Alabama One being a great sponsor on the first and second hour. Go to www.alabamaone.org. I've got the credit card, the mortgage, and the car loan. They take great care of me. These guys will do the same for you. Swing by one of the local branches or go to the website, alabamaone.org. Have a great weekend, everybody. Listen, Todd. I'm sorry, a great day. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports.